0: Five, four, three, two, one. From Hype Media, this is the Untanglement Podcast. This is episode four of the Untanglement Podcast. I'm Maurice. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Brenda. As always, this is Ron This is T-Mama. The producer.
1: <laughs> All
0: right, we're going to have... Um, some spirited conversation, as always, uh, for you guys. First, we're going to talk about Lee Daniels' new film, United States Versus Billie Holiday. And then we're going to head over to uh, Block B, where we talk about some pop culture items. First, let's talk about um, United States Versus Billie Holiday. This isn't going to be a long discussion because this movie is very problematic. Number one, you do have to say Andra Day is a bona fide star. I think this is her first acting role. Um, she is a bona fide star. She was born to play Billie Holiday. I am a fan of Billie Holiday. Heard all of her records. Andra Day singing, and she actually sings in this movie. You have to really pay attention to decipher whether or not this is Billie singing or Andra Day singing. And oh, my God.
2: Miss Billie Holiday. Reporters keep asking me, Billy, why you do the things you do? This is what I tell them.
1: Oh,
0: love me. We love you. Why not take and the peace says Billie Holiday is the voice of our people.
1: I think we should integrate the audience with this show. Let's change it up a little bit. You know, blacks and whites sitting together.
0: You know what you're getting yourself into when you decide to come on the
3: road. Get out my goddamn clothes. I'm gonna take everything except your bra and your man.
1: <laughs> Which one of my songs is your favorite
0: song. Fruit.
1: It's a song about important things, you know. Things that are going on in the country.
2: This holiday woman's causing a lot of people to think the wrong things. It's a starting
0: gun for this so called civil rights movement. Those lyrics provoke people. Y'all got a plan?
3: She's a drug addict. Exactly. I cut strange fruit. I want to sing the damn song. It's for your own good, okay? I sing it the fuck I want.
0: And just her performance, she inhabits the body, the spirit, the emotion of Billie Holiday. It, her her portrayal of Billie Holiday is is wonderful. Unfortunately, she has to do it in this movie. It's a movie that it's 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 kind of vulgar. There is an awful lot of drug use, um, an awful lot of sex, and an awful lot of violence, uh, domestic violence, fighting, men, women, women, men. Um, And it's just unnecessary. It really is unnecessary. Um, I was poking around online for some smarter people than me um, to to sort of break this film down. What I found was Wesley Morris' 2013 review of The Butler, which is also a Lee Daniels movie, he said something in that review that really, I think pertains to this movie. He said, the butler isn't perfect. The last 30 minutes or so aren't very good, aren't even very good. Uh, But the script needs to complete itself. Skips around then says, the chief problem with the butler is that it can't keep still. There's nothing for an audience to sink into and get lost in. The march from one administration to the next and from one dreadful casting choice to another starts to feel promiscuous. It's the same problem here. This movie jumps around, And makes a complicated mess of a very clear story. This woman can flat out sing. She was the biggest star in the world. And she wanted to sing a particular song in order to to talk about what was happening to her people. She wanted to sing Strange Fruit. The FBI was was trying to take her down. Uh, They do it by bringing in an informant, which reminds you of the movie we just reviewed, Judas uh, and the Black Messiah. Uh, But in this uh, true tale, Billie Holiday is the one who kind of seduces and turns the informant back towards her side, which is a very interesting plot point. They don't really bring it out. Um, They don't bring out the relationship between her and uh, the the great uh, jazz saxophonist Lester Young, who is uh, one of the coolest people that people don't ever know about. And I just said the word cool. Lester Young is the one who invented that. We all say the word "cool to describe things because of Lester. They don't talk about any of that. These characters are real and and also bigger than life, but this movie is so small and it and it makes them small as well. So th- I'm not gonna say much more about the movie, um, what could have been a wonderful story about Billie Holiday and her basically kicking off the civil rights movement while having some wonderful music, courtesy of Andrew Day. Um, What could have been a wonderful movie and probably an Oscar-nominated movie, and it still may be Oscar-nominated, I guess, um, but it, it just falls flat in so many areas. So that's all I'm going to say about it, I you know, I'm, I'll i never watch that movie again, but I will watch uh, for when Andrew Day is listed uh, as starring in a different role. There is that, and we can all you know, does anybody else have anything to say about the movie tomorrow? I know you you uh, watched it,
2: yeah, I would agree, um, with your synopsis, and I also thought you know it was interesting. Some of the takeaways I, I noticed with that, in comparison to Judas and the Messiah, and in U.S. versus Billie Holiday, how we have these characters who, you know, um, who the FBI tries to influence to bring down these idols. And I thought that that was um, very interesting to see the comparison thing about Judas and the Messiah and um, in this movie. And the also, and another interesting thing, I it was two points that I really took away from the movie. One, before she goes into the courthouse and a reporter tells her, you know, shouldn't you set an example for your race and be like LFX Gerald? And she uh, she said, Well, you know, the hardest people on me right now are my own people. And I thought about that. And I'm like, you know, that that's true sometime. And I and that that made me think about, you know, should we show each other? more empathy because we're always trying to like set this example, quote unquote, because um, of the stereotypes, quite honestly, and the image that's out there um, about us um, already. And so when we see someone kind of acting in a negative light, you know, it's always should set a bandit better example for your race. And it's never getting, you know, we're never given any grace. She was raped. She, you know, had an unstable family. And and that brings me to my next point. She said, "I don't need jail. I need help." You know, because she's addicted to drugs. And the interesting thing, and what I think about now, is that you know, when back in you know the eighties and nineties, when the crack epidemic happened, they don't want to call it an the epidemic. Um, when they pushed this into black neighborhoods, you know, all they put out was, "Don't do drugs. Stay away from drugs." You know, it's it's, it's their problem. But now with this opioid epidemic and now that it's affecting white people, it's like it's, it's an epidemic. Like we have to do something about this, you know, so I kind of those are some things that I took away.
0: And that's interesting uh, that you, me- you mentioned that one of the things that the movie fails to get across, too, is this man in the in the uh, it's not the FBI, it's the Federal Bureau of Narcotics. He <laughs> was the godfather of the of the drug uh, enforcement, you know, uh, push. Mm-hmm. But you don't really get that sense that this man, trying to um, trying to impress J. Edgar Hoover, um, created uh, this drug enforcement nightmare that we all lived through and in some ways are still yep. living through. And what's important, and but but what the film fails to really get across was is that it was always a lie. The drug uh, um, interest was always a pretext. To get black folks, right, to stop doing what they were doing that was pissing off white people, you know, yes. trying to get uh, the the, the anti lynching bill passed, uh, you know, trying to get Billy to stop talking about or singing about uh, lynching, and they don't. You you lose all of this rich rich stuff because this guy's jumping around. You know, you don't really get a sense. He does show Billy Holiday very young, but you don't really get a sense that at ten years old she was raped. And not only did that man go to prison for just a short amount of time, but Billie Holiday was charged as a child for prostitution. Yes. Imagine that. How can a child be a prostitute? So they sent her to a reformatory where she was abused further. And then went uh, instead of uh, her dad, who was a jazz musician, she went to her mom literally in a whorehouse. And that's how she was kind of brought up. And so she was you know, using drugs to, to quell all this pain. But anyway- what a what a rich uh, set of source materials. Um, the movie lets it down. All right. So let's head over totally to Block agree. B. Um, Brenda, what you got for oh. us in Block B?
3: B Block! So um, Tamara is actually going to lead, I guess, the first story because a sister ain't got cable. Um, but there has been a lot of talk surrounding uh, Married at First Sight. So... Tomorrow, let us
2: know what yes. is the T. yes so <clears throat> married at first sight for those who don't know is a television show in lifetime that's been going on for about 12 seasons and it's when these experts these matchmakers they go to different cities and they select um, about five couples to be married on site And they take them on a honeymoon so they get to know each other. And then for about, I think, um, three, two to three months, they live with each other. And at the end of the episode, I mean, at the end of the season, they decide if they want to stay together or get married. So this season uh, kicks off with Christopher Williams and Paige. I didn't get Paige's last name. Um, So what happens is. Chris and Paige—they had a choppy relationship from the start, with really Chris being um, the issue, to be quite honest. So first, you know, they meet each other, and you
0: always know, we blaming that is, always blaming the man, always blaming. Well,
2: well, let's 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 listen here. <laughs> they meet each other, and you think uh, sparks are flying, but Chris tells Paige that he's not attracted to her after having sex with her multiple times on their wedding night. He then proceeds to tell her family that as well, which I thought was very shady. So even after telling her this, when they get to the honeymoon, they you know try to have a, a, a fresh start and get to know each other. And he, I guess he says he could grow attraction to her, what have you. Um, and then, I think not even day or two after they've uh, been on the honeymoon, Chris gets a call from his ex-fiance that she is Pregnant, six weeks pregnant uh, with his child. And Paige notices that he's very, um, you know, out of it. And he just trying to brush it on the rug. So she gets pissed off and storm out. And the producer was pressuring, pressuring him to tell her. So he finally tells her, of course, she's like taken aback, um, you know, not really sure what to think. So then they go out to dinner, they talk about it. And he tells her, you know, I, 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 I do find you beautiful. I think, you know, this could be a great love story for us. Um, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but all of those things, and he says that he wants to make it work and she agrees because, you know, he he's showing interest. So they agreed to handle the, uh, you know, being this together as a married couple, Still, from what I understand, continue to be intimate. And then, um, the and then you can see it, it really bothers him when he has to bring it up to the group. Let me um, ask you: Is he gets really aggressive?
0: Is the fiance really pregnant?
2: Uh, that's what I, they say. And they have seen say, some
0: things online. They're saying that she's not actually pregnant.
2: Yeah, I so I I, I was in a group chat <clears throat> with someone who knows the fiance very well, and they confirmed that she was pregnant.
0: That she is pregnant.
2: Mm-hmm, that she is pregnant. Oh, yep. boy. Okay. And so, you yeah, but we'll say allegedly since it's all around, so that she's allegedly pregnant. But I, I think the source is very credible. Um, so here's where things really took a turn. When on their last day of the honeymoon, as they're packing and talking, Chris and Paige are talking, he's saying that he no longer knows if he wants to be uh, married to her and that he still has feelings for his ex-fiancee. So Paige, of course, is questioning like everything that he's told her um, because he's been hot, you know, with her and then cold and, you know, what so forth. So then he goes and flies to sh- his native land, Chicago. So when Pastor Cal came to visit them and he was there, he said that he's still in love with his fiance. He wants to make it work and he wants to divorce Paige. Okay? So that's
0: they're supposed to divorce. Is that where it is?
2: Here's the th- here's, yeah, but here's the thing. When Pastor Cal, and Pastor Cal was upset because he was like, you know, you're kind of hot and cold with her. And she expressed the same thing. After Pastor Cal left, this man, okay, whispered in Paige's ear and said, I think that you're someone that I can fall in love with. And now she, and then it leaves them open um, and her saying, you know, I don't know, that it could be more to this. So that's where they are right now. And he, you know, it's just a lot of things that I've heard on the, on the blogs and stuff about him. Like, you know, people are questioning like how successful he is. Um, they're, they're saying that the apartment that he showed on the, um, on, on, on Merritt um, at First Sight, he was sharing with, you know, someone. Um, so there's a lot of things. I mean, he definitely had a rough patch growing up. Um, he was in an unstable home. He was discharged from the military and didn't get those benefits. He was homeless until he uh, finally landed a six-figure job as a finance uh, manager. And then they said he went on to buy um, a franchise. And when they asked him on the show, he didn't um, disclose that. But I guess uh, when they had other conversations uh, with him, they did. So that's Mary at first sight. Um, what are your thoughts? I'm
3: very concerned about Paige. Um I understand that this is married at first sight and, um, you know, like honestly, like you're being set up by, you know, these three dating professionals. And so you don't have, of course, like the option to choose the person that you are physically attracted to and all this other stuff. Right. Um, so I, you know, I get, okay. Yeah. I'm not physically attracted to her. Um, but after you have sex with her multiple times and then you tell her that to her face, that's very concerning. If I were Paige, I would have bounced so quick because I'm not going to be disrespected. And I'm going to leave with TV, some type
0: of... On national...
3: On national. I'm going to leave with some type of dignity. There's no way that you can come to my face and tell me that you're not attracted to me, but have sex with me all this damn time. And then you tell my parents that you're not attracted to me. And then you have this baby. And then when Pastor Cal comes, you know, you're saying that we got a divorce, but then you're whispering stuff in my ears. No, he playing you, sis. He is playing her on national TV. And I'm just like, Paige, please leave with some dignity, my girl. It is embarrassing. Embarrassing.
0: So to to what extent does the show have some responsibility here? Is this just them taking advantage of Mm -hmm. of the ignorance of this one? Because, I mean, it, it sounds like, you know, it's coming out that, People are questioning how he passed the background check, personality evaluations, and that sort of thing. Yes. Do we think they knew that this guy had all this sort of unsettled stuff? And they just said, you know what? This is going to make for good TV.
3: You know, a girlfriend, somebody being pregnant six weeks. Like, and so what is the timeline tomorrow? Because you know better. So, yes. When did they break up? And.
2: Supposedly, they broke up in May, the engagement, but was still fooling around. Um, but you know, like I said, sources say that he broke up with her to get on the show. So, right. so people are saying he, they were still yeah. being
0: intimate while uh-huh. the process of this show had already begun.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, it
1: also the case that the they the rumors. Uh, Speculate that they still live together, um, Chris and the ex-fiance,
0: or at least on a lease yes. together, right?
3: So Chris um, is Paige from Atlanta, and Chris is from Chicago. Where are they from? What's the?
0: I think that maybe they're both in Atlanta right now.
2: Yeah, they both live in Atlanta, but okay. Chris is originally from Chicago. from Chicago. Okay.
0: You know, it's just kind of sad, especially in light of our conversations about Kevin Samuels that you you have a situation where people it I mean it sounds like Paige is being taken advantage of to me. Yes. You put her on TV. You haven't fully vetted. I'm sorry, how long would it how long does it take to vet somebody on this kind of thing? You get some uh, reference references. You call some people. You ask, you know some some detailed questions about. Uh, the past, it it wouldn't take that much effort to do a real background check to make sure that somebody like a page isn't um, completely embarrassed on TV like this.
3: And I think, you know, I'm sorry. I think also like, it's important for us to like, say this is marriage. Right. And I think I totally agree with you. This ain't like, we're just dating. No, you're having people actually like elope, like, you know, like become one. And I think that they should have definitely vetted you know, if, you're gonna have if, a pastor
0: cow, quote unquote. I don't know what church he's, but a pastor cow to lend further credence to this process. Come on, Ronke. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was just thinking about it and remember, and it sounds a lot. So I don't watch the show, um, um, but it sounds a lot. But the sh- it sounds a lot like what happened um, at Love is with the show Love is Blind. Um, and it happened. If you all remember, Carlton Morton and Diamond Jack, I mean, it was it was tragic what what happened to Diamond. Um, what what Carlton said on national TV to kind of embarrass her, how she was, you know, depicted. Which, which as I think it came out that uh, that Carlton um, was sleeping with uh, with other with men at the time um i'm trying to piece this together i should have
0: um is this the guy who turned out to be bi
1: mm-hmm. yes. who turned out to be by? um told her um she didn't react what she didn't react at the beginning but eventually um they had a, a sit down at the pool and he called her all sorts of names um took out his own personal um, feelings out on her um, and try to make her responsible for his inability to come to terms with his own sexuality. Um, And it was embarrassing for for, um, Diamond. It was embarrassing to watch, it was hurtful. Um, And you saw this, you know, you saw this person who came into this space being very vulnerable, not only vulnerable with their emotions, but vulnerable with their own life, uh, with their own experiences, because this is on this is being videotaped, this is a reality show. So there's a certain type of transparency, there's a certain type of vulnerability that comes with just having your life just displayed um, for all of the public to see and then you and then you hear that this could have just like like everyone has said it has said um this could have just been proper vetting a proper research um but i'm not surprised because people don't like to research they don't you know they don't like to go back and verify the information they don't like to confirm their resources and so um they put people in these vulnerable spaces um they suck them in in the with this idea that they're going to find love and we've been talking all about Black love, all about, you know, just the difficulties and also the, compl- the complexities with trying to find a mate um, and this, then you just embarrass.
0: Is this harmful to whatever project we should be engaged in to um, show healthy examples of, of, of Black relationships, of Black love? Do these kinds of things hurt And to what extent? Because we do see a lot of, now I think about it, we see a lot of uh, reality show situations, a disproportionate amount that are focused on black couples. And the stereotypes,
2: you know, 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 black couples. I mean,
0: what does this do for that? discussion well
1: in one way discussion. I was think I'm thinking that one of the things that it does is that it sheds light on what's happening you know behind the cameras right what the dating scene and the the dating experiences for black people um, trying to date each other um, exists like um, and how it functions and all of the things that um, could be wrong you know one of the things if you haven't heard um, Last episode, um, our producer T Mama shared her catfishing story. So there's, so I'm not, I don't want to kind of, I don't want to ha- kind of dignify this. Um, As to say that this is so absurd How could it happen? Because it has happened I don't think this is the first Instance where you're dating someone And you find out that they're actually Having a baby by another woman Or you're dating someone and you Find out that they're still Struggling with their sexuality You're dating someone and you find out That they're still living with their You know, their ex or you're Dating someone you find out that they're secretly Married so, you know, these The
0: question is, is is that fair then? for the show are these because obviously you're not going to have a situation where you cast people and they live completely drama free lives and are ready to enter a marriage so what 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 do we think the line is in terms of what's fair uh to uh, what what kind of baggage is fair to be walking into a show like this with and what kind of baggage isn't fair
1: and I I don't even think that it is about baggage because this is this is an opportunistic you know um, move. Because, again, part of why, how, why I framed it and said that this is typical, you encounter these types of scenarios in these types of situations within the normal dating, life dating experiences um, as a person, <laughs> not a, let alone um, a, black, um, a Black person. Um, I think that what is cruel and what these types of scenarios um, set up is an opportunity for someone to get 15 minutes of fame, and you're getting that 15 minutes of fame on the back of someone else. You're using someone else in order for you to get the type of um, uh, uh, of, uh, of attention that's going to spearhead your career. And that's why, for me at least, it's problematic because that was the same thing that happened with Carlton, right? Because you know when when that incident came out. They were also saying that, you know, he was on another reality TV show and, you know, and so he's a reality TV show whore, like he's chasing this opportunity so that he can get famous through these mediums and through these platforms. And so someone who who intentionally leaves one in relationship a month, literally a month to apply for a, for this type of opera, literally opportunity to go on national TV and explore this date. You're, you're not, you're not eligible. You're not available. You know, not only are you not available because you're still committed and connected to this other person, but you're not even emotionally connected available because you still haven't healed or dealt with. This was your ex fiance. You know, you were still intimate. You were, you still had deep feelings with this person. And then you're going to jump right into a, not only a relationship, but into a marriage. You're not ready. And I think that for me, the problem comes up. With people not being ready, but choosing, but seeing opportunities, and not wanting the opportunities to to pass them, and so it's more so. And this is again within the same vein in which we've been talking about because the whole Kevin Samuels thing was all about opportunist you know um you know opportunities to to um to elevate your status to make sure you're well in life and so you see that opportunity and so you go for it and so everything that we've been talking about has been around treating dating um, and viewing dating as you know in this very opportunistic um, opportunistic way, um, and I think that those for me are the where if I were to, were to identify where the problems are, the, that's for me where the problem is that that now these platforms create an opportunity for someone else to be taken advantage of, and you and you're using that person in order to further your career without no with with no intention. To to do right by them or to consider their emotions or to even consider the fact that we're watching them completely cave in and, you know, you know, and and just destroyed on national TV. There's no consideration because you got your 15 minutes.
0: There's a glut of these kinds of shows. Married at First Sight, Love is Blind. I mean, I throw, you know, The Bachelor. Um, I wonder what it says about society that this is how we are kind of viewing relationship and, and, and kind of getting together. I guess it does kind of uh, for me go hand in hand with the, the sort of dating app world that we live in. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a sad, it's a sad situation. I, you know, I, I do think um, it, Chris um I don't know that I'm ready to call him a complete villain in this, just because I do think um, it's possible. I know we made light of the fact that he said to her, "I'm not very attracted to you," or "I'm not," you know, whatever he said, and then he still kind of proved stop that he was, a, he was at least.
1: Stop it. Pause. No. So <laughs> let's let's stop it. Let's stop it. Stop it. So what you're saying, Maurice, is that you have been in a situation. To be fair, I haven't. Told- I haven't.
0: I haven't gotten. Well. Okay.
1: So, okay. So, what you're saying, Maurice, is that you would condone one of your male friends telling you that they're not physically or even emotionally interested in this person, going to their parents' house to tell them that they're not in, that they don't find this person attractive, and then sleeping with them. You're okay with that, and you well, and you encourage your okay. friends. You Come encourage on. your friends, and you're encouraging the male public that is listening to this podcast to do the same. That's what you're selling.
0: I'm, I'm not. I, I don't that's think that's what I you're would, saying. I'm not. Okay. What I'm, are you
1: saying then? Clarify
0: okay. your position. Thank you. I, I think, okay, I'd like to. Uh, so, pre- I, I'm not being. I wouldn't say this is prescriptive. Don't follow this. Don't follow his advice. But I do think when you're put in uh, a situation where you're a young guy and you're on TV, and for the the clip that I saw of him sitting down with Pastor Cal and being asked on camera, "What are you going to do?" Um, it seemed to me that he was struggling with not just you know. Am I going to, you know, which is the prettier lady he was struggling with? She told me she was pregnant and I have a responsibility now. Is the right thing for me to do, even if I'm growing into a relationship with this with this other woman, um, should I say no to that now and go back and, and kind of raise my child? Look, if you're going to be on a show called Married at First Sight, it presupposes that you may not get the person you're not picking them. You may not get the person who is obviously, automatically, and and out of the box uh, a great fit for you. I think part of the thing that the show is trying to explore is this idea that you know beauty may be skin deep. Don't you know? Let us hook you up with somebody who is uh, better for you than you might have thought was better for you
2: and you could grow to love someone you
0: can grow to love somebody so i'm not sure it, that sounds harsh and he shouldn't have said it or found a better way to say look i'm i'm growing into this uh, but I, i'm not sure uh, i'm ready to cancel chris that's all i'm saying ronke no
1: you, you you i i asked you to speak directly to our listeners and you did and so you gave them a perspective I you spoke them
3: you did you did you, you told them what's what and we're going to put say, up a poll you know, my my whole thing is um paige cannot she can't control what chris can do but she can control what she can do and Paige i already told exactly. you from the jump, sweetie bounce bounce with a little bit of dignity that you got left baby bounce bounce because
0: you would have told her not, is, not to be on the show in the first place
3: you know i i, I understand you know i try to understand why people decide to de- do these shows you know like People have tried the dating apps. They've tried dating. You know, it's not working for them. They want to, you know, do something new. Maybe it works. Maybe it sticks. Maybe it doesn't. So, you know, I, I, I get it. I can't judge her for being on the show. People make their, everybody, moon. That's what, that's what Haitian people say. That's me. Everybody, they're adults. You make your decision. Okay. And Chris is an adult. He's going to make his decision. But Paige, you have decisions that you can make as well. That's all I got to say about you, Paige. Make your decision. Make the right one. But Brenda ain't going to tell you how many times she she
1: encouraged me to get on the dating apps and to apply for these um, TV
3: reality dating
1: shows. Oh, boy. She's not oh going to put that again. out there. Listen,
3: wait. I'm not totally against it. I don't think that it's wrong or bad. We've seen successful, you know, like marriages on the on these types of shows, you know? Um, they just so need I need to again. do better research. Yeah. Yeah, I think they need to do better research. And I think that... You got to, everybody is responsible for, you know, like deciding like what you're going to put up with and what you're not going to put up with. And if Paige wants to put up with this, just understand what you're walking into, sweetheart. And who you, who you, who you will be tied to for some time. I'm not going to say it's a long time, but for some time. And that's a real message.
1: That's a message that not only for this relationship, but for all relationships and for anyone interested in pursuing relationships, it's up to you to decide what you can handle, but know that if you make this decision, you have full agency to that's make right. it, that's right. but you are stuck with it. This is your decision. So you have to determine how much you can handle and how much you can put up with. Right. No one can tell you that and no one
3: can force you out of that. That's right.
0: Well, the producer is saying we gotta switch topics. Uh, Brenda, I heard there was some uh, smoke in the neighborhood.
3: Oh, uh, there's always smoke. There's always smoke. Okay. Talk about and that. When we got smoke, a personal baby, story. Fire fire to come out. The so fire, fire. Y'all. Let me. This Sunday has been crazy. I wake up to a text message from um, my neighbor, and let me. I gotta pull up the receipts, baby, because I want y'all to tell me if I'm wrong.
0: Have y'all heard those? Uh, I don't know what platform it's on, but it's a, maybe it's Reddit, A-I-T-I, Am I the Asshole? So people will, they'll, they'll, they'll put up their story and, you know, they want people to kind of vote whether or not they're the asshole, the other person. So I feel like this is our first installment of, am I the asshole by the Entanglement folks?
3: So listen, okay. So here in Chicago, there has been an increase in carjackings, right? And so, um, I have an older neighbor who's lived in the neighborhood for about 45 years or so. And, you know, she she, she is on a text chain. Well, she created a text chain, me, my husband, and, you know, she's on it. So she'll send us like um, articles about what's going on in the city, so on and so forth. Um, So this morning I wake up, it's like 8.14, by the way, this text message, 8.14 in the morning. I get it get a, uh, an article and it says family traumatizes the This is the title family traumatized after thief steals car with kids in backseat in a gas station. Okay. And so she says, she, uh, the text message, she writes carjacking yesterday at gas station. And she tells me the location, which is close um, by our house. And I said, unfortunate. So I, I click on the article and I listen to it. I watched the video. So what you see in the video is basically a woman leaves her car running, goes inside the gas station, a guy jumps in the car and takes off. Okay. So I say, my response is unfortunate, The period. Okay. I wouldn't consider this a carjacking though. She left her car running. No force was used. And I said that, let me also preface by saying this here in this neighborhood, lots of times They want police involvement in any little thing. Loud music. Let's call the cops. Somebody stole my package. Let's call the cops. Everything is let's call the cops. Okay. And I've told them several times. We hear we have an issue with USPS. Although your package says delivered, it doesn't mean that someone stole your package. Most likely it's still at the post office. So they've been like thinking that people are stealing shit and, you know, carjackings. And I'm like, baby, don't fuck up my, 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 the value of my home. Okay. Cause y'all put in all these titles and words on shit that it's not a carjacking. No force was used. So stop saying no shit. Stop saying that. So anyways, so I said, unfortunate, but I wouldn't consider it, you know, like a carjacking cause there's no force. Right. Well, she was trusting. And nowadays you can't let your guard down. Guess it was a theft of a car. And this is all caps, by the way, theft of a car that belonged to someone else. I sent it to everyone on the block individually so folks can be cautious. Glad they didn't officially, that's in caps, take car at gunpoint because the kids was in the car. I said, thanks for the info. I said, have a great day. We try to inform each other on the block. The purpose is to help each other, not to offend. We have done this for the 45 years I've lived here. Before internet, I would pass out newsletters or paper alerts. I said, you haven't offended me. I just told you with the proper term for the loss of the vehicle. And I thank you for the info. What the hell? Why was that necessary? The news media called it a carjacking. Thanks for this info. People need to be more vigilant. I have more lawyers and judges in my family than most people. Judge, blah, blah, blah. His dad was a lawyer. His brother was a lawyer. Both his sons are lawyers. Blank's wife is a lawyer. They don't give me the proper names for stuff when all I was trying to do was inform. I said, okay. I said, leave me alone. (laughs) I don't care. I said, I don't care. Who's in your family? I told you I'm not offended. Leave me alone. Take me off this damn text chat.
0: You didn't write that, bro. Is husband, that what you wrote?
3: Leave me alone.
0: Is that what you wrote?
3: I, I, did, I told her, take me off this damn. text. I, I wanted to cuss her out. I, I was boiling. I was boiling Because it's the same woman who is, she's nasty nice, right? She'll send like text messages. Oh, um, y'all need to shovel the snow. Uh, we know. So she's been asking for this. He's been begging me to, so I can tell her ass off. And I told, I told my husband, once I see her on the street, I got more to tell her. Because it's been a long time since I cussed somebody out.
0: No, you, you, can't, you can't do that. You can't, you can't, you can't do I that. Am I the asshole? I, no, I mean, I, it, clearly there's a history. Okay. And uh, um, uh, I think you were well within your rights. I, I do appreciate you, you having a rationale for wanting to use the correct term yeah, because of carjacking especially right now especially in chicago uh where there's this like epidemic of carjackings Mm -hmm. people are terrified and i think you're right it people look on these map checker things that's right to see where the actual thing and that really does affect your 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 um, property value so i do appreciate that um i mean i don't really have a problem with your with your response i mean thank I, you I, you know thank you i think um I, I i would you know i don't think you need to you know go over there uh oh, i don't and okay. uh throw anything at her or no, uh, i'm not gonna
3: throw like anything like at her no.
0: does she know that you're an attorney
3: yes yeah, she knows she knows okay. that i'm an attorney All right but you know i'm just like she definitely knows. she even she even said um brenda you're not the only attorney right. i have right. tons okay. of attorneys tons, yeah. in my family that's, yeah. that's what pissed me off that's what kind of like, yeah. yeah, set it off. I'm like, no, you're not going to do me like that. You're not going to talk to me like that. And I, you know, and then, so I look back at the text. I said, okay, maybe I shouldn't have, okay. I shouldn't have said proper, you know? And now she's like, who the hell are you talking to? That's how she went. what she came at me like, who the hell are you talking to? But I'm like, sis, all these caps. Like, that's not, I'm not your child. And that's what I need her to know. I'm not your child, you know? And
0: and, and you understand that this is Chicago and not Miami, right? So, I don't give a uh,
3: damn where it is. <laughs> Come, come see me okay Day All county
0: right. stand up <laughs> Day county going sit down okay no.
3: but right. i'm good with you know she's an old woman i you know if she if she apologizes i you know i'd be like okay. she's not gonna
1: apologize
0: right. not. i don't know it's if not. that's gonna
1: happen
3: what did she say after you told her to oh, leave you oh, alone and to get so. to remove you from this, check, Ooh, this, this and text I, need to, I need to also say y'all i had some gummies last night right the so one yo let I'm me tell y'all when i saw part. this hold on what's that i gotta go back to it when i saw i have more lawyers my heart's there i went somewhere else like i was gonna go off. Oh, i was about to call her y'all
0: why I, did that I, why I, did that why did that bother you so much
3: well because i don't have a lot of lawyers i don't know maybe it made me feel like okay what you're trying to say like I don't come from an educated family. Like, you know, like, I don't know. It just, it really bothered me, you know? Um, And so when I told her, take me off this damn text chat, she said, fantastic. She said, (laughs) fantastic. And then she uh, told, she texted DeMond um, that she's blocking him or something like that.
0: She's going to block DeMond too, but DeMond didn't you don't even do anything. (laughs)
3: Blocking so why did, she, why did
1: she text Amon individually saying, I'm going to block you right. when y'all are already husband. in
3: the same? So there's another text chat oh, okay. that it's a, it's a large, oh, okay. everybody in the neighborhood. So I guess she's kicking us off that one. Okay. Because she true. don't pay my bills. She has never contributed a dollar, a red cent to my mortgage payment. Well, uh, so agreed, melem,
0: agreed, I but- don't care. But there are little kids who, when it comes to Halloween time, okay, we're looking for doors. Melem,
3: I <laughs> don't care.
0: All right. And that, that, and You're going to
3: miss
1: some important neighborhood he gossip. Melem,
3: <laughs> I don't care. Okay. All right. Uh, I was just like, I'm no gangster. I'm no gangster they would be like, right. oh, okay, okay, what you got in your truck? <laughs> you said you got something you in I, your you truck. long for me to get to the truck. Pull up. You told us to pull up. <laughs> you
0: gotta, oh, you got to go all the way to the garage. Don't right. <laughs> too so,
3: so long for me to get to the truck now.
0: All right. What else? What we got next that's less violent? Did y'all, did y'all watch D'Angelo's show?
3: I watched some of it. What'd I didn't see think how was it Who was his friends? I didn't I understand.
0: I heard Method Man was there. and um,
3: Redman? her yeah um
0: i think that was it i don't know i I, I didn't watch it i'm not the audience um okay one's gotta go all right this is a um it's a i think they they there's a card game there's a couple really interesting ones like this one if you had to choose one um black comedy cast or black tv show to get rid of and these are the four different world the cosby show fresh prince of bel-air or Martin, which one would you say couldn't go? I think this one's easy for me, but...
3: Fresh Prince for me. That can go? You said Cosby, A Different World,
0: Fresh, Fresh Prince, Prince, Prince and, Martin? and Martin?
3: Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince for me.
0: Okay, I changed my vote. I'm with her neighbor now. I, I agree with her neighbor <laughs> on everything that happened. <laughs> what do y'all think?
1: I don't know. Um At first, I wanted to say Martin, but then I was thinking maybe a different world. Uh, I'm a different world. I'm going to stick with Martin. Martin got
0: to go. Oh, boy. For me, it's a different world. Wow. Great great show. had some moments, but the other three, my goodness. Different world? Different world can go. Wow. I mean, if you had to rank them, I mean, for me, Cosby is clear number one. For me, probably Martin is number two in terms of impact and laughs then Fresh Prince and then Different World for me.
1: Yeah, I think for me, it would be Cosby Show. Then I just enjoyed um, Fresh Prince. And then so the way in which I'm categorizing it is based off because now you know that they're all available to watch the entire series. Yeah. So Martin hasn't been in a series that I would, I would, or I have gotten thought to go back to watch from beginning to end. And so that's why it's, it's um, last on my list, not because I didn't enjoy it because there are some hilarious yeah. moments yeah. and Martin is spectacular in it. Um, but yeah, that is it's last to me.
0: It's different than the other shows too because it's not um yeah. a coherent story from week yeah, to week, that's... you know. They don't, those other three deal with serious issues yeah. and you know, those are cultural kind of moments. Um but for me a different world was more serious than funny. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah that's true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but some people may disagree. All right, let's do one more. One uh, can we do a Michael Jackson song? Is he canceled? Mm-mm.
3: He's not canceled. Ronke doesn't like music, so maybe that wouldn't be the. As she, that's what she would tell you. I don't like. I don't know how who says that, but Ronke would say she don't like music. Yeah, I would say that. I would still play along.
0: You well, okay. you don't say that on the dating apps, Steve. Do you? do you tell people that on dating apps?
1: It doesn't come up. Really. Really.
0: Because that would be a huge red flag. A for you?
1: Oh, I'm glad. Then I, <laughs> that would be the first thing that I mentioned. <laughs> Um, T Mama said, "Of course, Maurice doesn't like a different world because he didn't go to HBCU, so he's not in that world. He doesn't understand the significance.
3: <laughs> it, it's totally a different world. Man. It's completely
1: <laughs> one that he don't even get. Right, coming at me talking about I don't, <laughs> I don't know music.
0: So I almost went to Howard Law. Um, didn't, didn't. Uh, get I thought you funding. almost
1: went to Morehouse too. Right, right.
0: That was the only other school I considered in undergrad. Anyway, one's got to go he, top pop male." acts okay here's your four michael jackson prince stevie wonder or james brown which one's got to go
1: oh wow stevie oh what (gasps) (gasps) that's how you know
3: that i don't listen to music
0: oh (laughs) my god i'm glad you invalidated your opinion that quickly like that
3: okay so i hate to say this it would be james brown for me
0: it'd be james brown for me too yeah, it's it would be either James Brown or Prince for me, and it would probably be James Brown.
3: James Brown. Prince has yeah, yeah. Prince
0: off a lot of our listeners, but
3: in terms of okay, so
1: what are you you're talking about performance? Because that's how I was reading and understand like uh, who well, I would go about and like enjoy. Their catalog. Catalog. Oh, yeah. see, because I don't like music and I don't listen. I don't know what Can kind of explore songs that. What music? does that
0: mean, Runkey? <laughs> what does it mean to not like music?
1: It's that I. It's it's so have you ever been in an elevator and they're playing music, but you don't realize what it is, what song they're playing. It's just like, you know, it's background noise mm-hmm. all the time. That's how I that's how I listen to music. It's just background noise. It's nothing for me to pay attention to. Um, it's not interesting. I don't follow the trends. I don't know new new music. Have um, you ever been
0: to a live music performance that moved you?
1: No. Because I don't, I don't venture out that way.
0: Mm. If you had, but I do like.
1: Laker? I do like uh, again. You know the songs that I know and I recognize. I was feeling, but other than that, if I don't know the song, I don't. I don't know what you do know. Unless like you are performing. So I'm more into performance art. So if you're performing that song and you're rolling on the ground and you're, uh, 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 you shaking your, you know, you're doing all of this stuff. I'll enjoy it. Then I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, the music made you do that, but to kind of connect on the beast mu- to the music on its own, I don't get it. I don't get it.
3: Sweet Lord. Yeah, I don't this get is- it. Everyone, cat loves gospel music. You I think? do. One. Well, what kind like of
0: gospel music? music? Name some gospel music acts that you like.
3: No, because you know I like Kirk Franklin and we already had this conversation where you...
0: I don't... You know, I mean, what? I didn't... Did
1: well,
3: I... Well, well, Speaking of Kirk Franklin, did you all see his um, Tiny Desk performance? I it really no. it like trended. Yeah, it's really good. What's your favorite Kirk Franklin song?
2: Ooh. How could
3: someone like you... Love someone like me. That's one of my favorite jams. But that's why well, I love that song. Oh, God. I don't if think I can pick, pick one. Worship.
0: You like I Kirk Franklin that much?
3: One. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kirk Franklin, like his songs are litty. Like, are yes. Like, memorable. Like, they are. What? Mm-hmm.
0: Mine is something about the name Jesus.
3: Come on, sing.
0: I'm not. No, they don't pay extra for that. <laughs>
3: no i can't
1: pick just one
2: okay so if i ever
1: go to a concert so um i would go to a kirk franklin concert okay because i know that he would you know just all the hits and because i know his discography Mm -hmm. oh his catalog i know his catalog um so I, i would be i would enjoy that but other than that Background noise. I'm not saying it's not, it's good or bad. I'm not, there's no judgment call because there's some songs that really get my waist winding and I love to dance. But it does, you know. Mercy.
0: Help us, help us, Lord. Help her.
3: You sound mm-hmm. like an old woman. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: She does. You can hear her saying, Turn that music down. I
1: don't, that. don't turn it up because it drowns out the silence. Mm-hmm.
0: Royalty. We got to figure out something for Ron K, though, in terms when the world opens back up,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you're going to have to fly from Philadelphia to Chicago. Mm-hmm. We have these festivals,
2: mm-hmm. Jazz
0: Fest, Blues Fest, um, and you're going to hear some real knockdown, drag out music. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you as don't long have as to I have know my glass the song. of wine. Mm hmm.
0: You don't have to know the song to be to be moved. There was a there was a time when you did Will know. there be games? Ma'am, you're gonna sit in that no. chair, drink your wine <laughs> and, and listen. listen to excellence. Okay. All right. And um And
1: then do what? Like what am I doing as I'm yeah. listening? Tapping. You're gonna
0: you're gonna think about your life.
3: Line gonna, my gonna, hips. <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe do some of that. Look at look at uh Tamara and, and do what she's doing. No, but I think when you when you when you especially in a live setting when you when you find a music um, act that really moves you, it transports you to a different place. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, nothing else matters. You're just in that moment. It's it's you know it's fantastic.
1: Well, Brenda knows that I love people who can sing like we we have over the years um just exchanged for like listen to this person listen I like people who can sing because to me it feels like gospel music it feels mm-hmm. like very like a kind of spirit it's like touches my spirit not everything does you know but I do enjoy and love people who can who can really sing mm-hmm. not everyone can sing
3: yeah
0: not everyone can sing um
2: Here's an update on my catfish story. I was scrolling through LinkedIn as I usually do. And guess what picture I see? It is the picture of the guy who I said was catfishing me. So the he Malian,
0: was- the Malian cardiologist.
2: Yes. So he was pretending to be this this guy. Um, he's a real cardiologist, but he and he's from Chicago and from Canada. Let me um bring up his name because when I saw that picture I was like look at God because I already knew but look it was confirmed he was confirming his name is Janair uh Luars or something like that Dr. Janair knew Luars um and so and this guy he was actually he has a really touching story um he was homeless before becoming a cardiologist, and that's why I saw him on LinkedIn because okay. his story, his story was um, was, yeah, resignation was very touching. And when I looked on his Instagram, then I went to Janier's Instagram uh, page. All these pictures that this other guy took from him, wow. wow! And I even found the profile picture that he used. Then I Jeez. went back into the cuffing app so I could tell the administrator. And I saw that the um, pretender, the catfisher, was using another profile picture oh. of Janair and then put his name as Jasmine. So oh. I contacted the owner and I told him because I'm like, you know, he, yeah. you know, this
0: Did is- you say anything specifically to him?
2: I did. So... To the catfish guy or to the dog? Yeah, I did, to the cat... Well, I, to both. Okay. I told uh Janier, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. That, um, you know, that was happening, and I said, you know, you might want to think about doing something about your page. And then I told um the catfish guy. I said, hey, look what I found. And then I screenshot the, the profiles.
3: Um, well, what did he say? And uh, did uh, you? he
2: didn't say anything. And I said, you know, what of you're course. doing is real shitty. Yeah. And um, I waited, and then I just blocked them. Oh God! But see, wow. I have see my third eye. That's right. Caught it. Mm-hmm. That's right. It was a
1: full moon yesterday. So, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my adventures. So,
1: that's crazy. Know, I'm, gonna be,
2: I'm gonna chill out with these dates. How do they
1: choose or select these profiles to use? I know.
2: And then you know what was crazy? He what? At this is what really turned me off. In spite of everything. After just talking to me for, you know, just barely a week, he was just like, oh, I can come down this weekend and come see you. And I'm like, did you not think I would make the connection that right. you don't look at? <laughs> like? So I don't know if you try to rob me or that's anything, right. but yeah, wow, just, that's like, dangerous. Yeah. So ladies, please do your research, pay attention. If they can't FaceTime you, then <laughs> it's a no. And and try to do some light background check work. There's a few apps out there that does that.
0: There you have it. No FaceTime. No meeting. <laughs> Sounds like a sound policy. Okay, I think that does it for episode four of the Entanglement podcast. Entangle. Entangle. Um, <laughs> we will see you all next week, where we will be reviewing uh, a film and or a show talking about the hot pop culture issues of the day see you next time bye
1: good night